This is Ursula Hogan. Welcome you to News Extra on Scarf Bay Community Radio, where we feature interviews which go into detail on some of the events in the news this week. As we begin a new year, Pat O'Brien chatted to Councillor Joe Cooney, Chairman of the Killaloo Municipal District, looking back on 2021 and looking forward to 2022. Uh, my name is uh, Pat O'Brien. I'm um um, talking here to the councillor Joe Cooney, the um, chairman of the Kildare Municip- Municipal District. Uh, he's been uh, chairman since uh, June, and he's halfway through his term. So we're just having a chat about uh, about the work of the the Kildare Municipal District. Uh, you're welcome to the program, Joe. Good evening, Pat. How are you? Good, good, good. That's good. So uh, you might give us a few um, a few details on the what happened in the during the year there and the since since June in the municipal district. Joe. Yes, Pat. Sure, look, we were all well aware early in the year, unfortunately, with lockdown because of COVID. But I must say, a lot of uh, progress has been made since things got back up and running. Uh, we didn't think there'd be as much progress made as what has been made in twenty twenty one. But again, we can compliment um, the engineers, the outdoor workers, and all involved for the amount of work that has been completed. We did get our road works program under control. There's been a lot of improvements in roads, which is good to see. It's a lot of drainage work has been cut, has been carried out. And the most important thing over the last couple of months past, and it's great to see it, a lot of hedge cutting has taken place. And hopefully the landowners that haven't carried out their hedge cutting as of up to the end of this year, we'll be able to do it early in the new year because we're all well aware of restrictions come in from the 1st of March where you're not allowed to carry out hedge cutting, but I must compliment the, the landowners that have this hedge cutting carried out and it's beautiful to drive along the roads now in most areas and see the fantastic work that has been done. As, as you know, Pat, there has been a lot of other works done outside of road works. Uh, in housing development, some great work has been done in improving um, housing estates that have been built back a number of years. Indeed, the likes of these have been St. Louis Villas in Killaloo, you've Clonmoney uh, Grove in Crusheen, you've Beachwood Lawn in Bodaik, you've Hillcrest Grove in Kilkishan, and you've Merriman Court in Flagmount, where tremendous work has been done in all those estates and it's great to see that they have been brought up to a good standard yeah. which the people living in the estates deserve. We also had the class scheme part of funding there through a class scheme and we see the great work that has been done in Brawford Village with uh, pedestrian lights, traffic lights we call them in the village, upgrading the footpaths um, um, uh, Adam walks around the uh, handball alley and that so some fantastic work has been done there as well Pat then the town and village renewal scheme is another scheme and Clooney has benefited out of that and most of us are going on the main road between uh, Scarif and Innes and we can see the tremendous work that has been done in Clooney. Clooney now, 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 we can see Clooney is a village now, great footpaths, mm. um, public lighting, mm. uh, a safety for, for pedestrian crossing on the road and it's what the people of Clooney deserved in fairness. So again, that was done under the town and village renewal scheme and the other scheme that came during the year past, what was a good bit of funding, gosh, was the Active Travel Scheme. And that's a scheme that's improving footpaths and putting in new footpaths. And a lot of this work has been carried out in the Killaloo MD as well yeah. over the last 12 months. And some examples of what has been uh, carried out is 
you have uh, Quinn Village, Kilmory Village, you have Tulla, footpaths in Tulla, which are to start in the new year. You have also a footpath to go out to the Atlantic's ground in Tulla, where the Atlantic Club had done fantastic work, okay, okay. which has a new mm-hmm. footpath under the actual travel funding scheme being pushed from the village of Tulla out to the Atlantic's ground. Again, Kilmory does improvement works being done in the village of Kilmory and also in Drumadora. Again, all these works are being carried out through the um, active yeah, travel scheme, yeah, which, yeah. which mm. is simply fantastic, Pat. Mm-hmm. And fantastic for them communities. Yeah. And I must say also, great work going on by community groups who are working in, with, uh, in conjunction with the council to get these works achieved. Yeah. I suppose, uh, going forward, Joe, uh, you have two big uh, projects, I suppose, in, in the new year. You have uh, the Kildo Bypass and the new bridge. And um, Holy Island and Mount Shannon in its cultural development there and the development of the of the building in the in the village. Yes, well, look at Pat, I welcome what uh, had been achieved on both of those projects yeah. in 2021. Again, there are two vital projects to uh, not alone the Killaloim D D Clare area, but also to the Midwest region and to tourism. We'll go back to the Killaloo Bridge crossing and bypass. Again, a lot of progress has been made. As we're well aware, the route has been mapped out, finished off and all. Um, there are different steps to be taken, but at the moment, it did go to tender. The tender prices are back. Uh, the council have assessed the tender prices and they have sent a report to the department who have to, have, who have to approve the contractor who's going to get the job. That report is sent to the department at the moment and they'll be hoping to get a reply back from the department in the very near future. And if that reply is a positive reply, they'll be hoping to uh, commence works on the bridge crossing and bypass, give or take, the second quarter of 2022, with the approval from the department. But that's the most important thing. That approval has to come from the department. Mm -hmm. It's almost ready to go, and we'll be hopeful that it will commence in 2022. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, and Holy Island, of course, as well, it'll be, it'll be a, a big, a big, a big. Well, big, well again, big the big, the, the, how to say, the, the progress that we made in Holy Island is the purchase of the old rectory by Clare County okay, Council. Yeah. And that has happened, and I'm delighted, and most people in the East Clare area and the Killaloo MD, more so in the Mount Shannon, Whitegate, Scarab area, mm-hmm. have been delighted that this purchase has taken place. It's a fine building in the centre of Mount Shannon and it's going to be used as a visitor centre going forward, which is a major step forward for the progress of Holy Island. And again, we're all well aware. Sorry, Pat. We're all well aware for tourism. We need a landmark in the centre of East Clare. And we have seen what happened, what has happened with the cliffs of Moher back in West Clare. Yeah, yeah. And our belief is if Holy Island, if um, this visitor centre and all this can be moved forward, we're all well aware it's going to take funding to progress us. In fairness to the council, they're exploring the options of funding uh, to move forward with these, uh, with, uh, to move forward with both works on the island, Holy Island itself, yeah. 
and also work on the visitor centre. And again, we'll be hopeful that some of these works will commence in some time in the late 2022, if not definitely early 2023. Yeah. There is a lot of work to be carried out in the old rectory house. There is, um, as we're well aware, it has to be upgraded. There's an extension being built on it, but it is all, all for the good of East Clare yeah, yeah, and yeah. its catchment area. Yeah, yeah. And my belief is it will be a massive project when it is completed. Yeah. And I suppose, um, Joe, the, the, the money recently there from the Greenway funding wasn't it approved there from the, from the, the Limerick Scattered Greenway as well there for the last week? Co- co- correct, Pat. That's something that has been in the pipeline for the last couple of years. Yeah. In the budget, in funding was announced on Friday. Yes, funding had been announced for Greenways in the county and the Limerick, we call it, to the Scarra yeah. Fund, yeah. is included mm-hmm. in that. Again, there's consultation um, works going on at the moment yeah, yeah. and yeah. working with landowners and work with the different bodies as where the Greenway is going. But again, as we're well aware from Killaloo to Tungreni, we have, a, we wouldn't say a greenway, but a walkway, yeah, a footpath, the whole way. Pet, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so that's all going to help this process yes, of yeah. this new greenway, mm-hmm. which has been proposed. And again, we're not sure when it will be up and running, but the important thing is more funding has been allocated towards us, and that's going to be good for the future and good going forward. Yeah, sure. And I suppose uh, here on our own, Nick of the Woods, uh, uh, Petsy and his group and the Twelve O'Clock Hills have done great work as well, and they've been tourists into the walkers into the into the area. Again, as both of us are well aware, and most people around the Midwest region are well aware of the Twelve O'Clock Hills and what has been achieved in the Twelve O'Clock Hills over the last number of years. And again, this is great work being done by a voluntary group up there who works very hard and worked with di- has worked with different bodies and will continue to work with di- different bodies to improve the works, improve the amenities up there, and it's simply fantastic. And the amount of people that's using the 12 o'clock hills for walking, uh, leisure time, whatever, is fantastic and it's great. And I must compliment everyone involved in that committee yeah. because they are doing Trojan work. Oh, yeah. In, in Tuller as well, Joey, we have um, Breda McNamara and her group there in Canucknagwee. We had a, a, a programme there recently in it and we, she, she showed us all around it and she's fantastic work done there as well. And so they have a new concert venue there that are going to be opening in the new year. So there's fantastic work being done there too and a lot of fun being given to it. And, it is now in fairness it's a fabulous centre it is, yeah. and again like the 12 o'clock hills a hard working commission there oh, yeah. and what they've really achieved over the last number of years is something unreal I mean we're all well aware of the derelict buildings and part of that um, old convent we'll call it uh, they had to go back for seven or eight years ago and to see what's going to be there come next April, May because my belief is they have an official opening date for around the month of May yeah. and when we see what has been achieved yeah. and when we see, like we said, the new uh, construction works that has gone on there I know they're not completed yet but I know that it won't take long more because I happened to be in there a couple of weeks ago myself mm. which is simply fabulous, Pat and again, it's great for not alone the East Clare area, but the Midwest region to have a facility like, like that, that. Yeah, and is. in the heart of East Clare, which is simply fantastic and again, great work done by everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, uh, Joe, we are here about the county development plan, and there's, um, I suppose there's a lot of debate about it recently as well, and I suppose that's, that'll be coming up, and I suppose there's a, a lot of debate, and maybe small, how small villages will be left out, and things like that, you know, through 
Yes, again, past the county development plan, the draft county development plan, we'll call it, is out on public oh, display. Yeah. Uh, we have had a number of workshops on this over the last 12 months. Mm. Uh, a lot of councils have a lot of concerns about what's been uh, included in the draft county development plan. But unfortunately, a lot of the criteria is coming from the national planning framework at the department level. And it's really tying the council official hands and, yeah, hands, yeah. and also the councillor's hands. Mm. But again, we're working very hard to try and achieve the best possible plan Possibly. for the people of this county. Yeah. We did delay our plan by 12 months because of COVID and different reasons. Mm. And we felt we weren't in a position to put it out on draft uh, six months yes. ago. Yeah. And we really needed more time to go through some of the major concerns that's yeah, in yeah. us. But it has gone on public display. It is on public display until the 28th of March. And really, I'll be calling here today for the public to put in their submissions, yes, yeah. their concerns they have as regards the draft. And again, all we can do is when we go back, revisit the draft and try and push a full county development plan in place to try and work on some of the issues and concerns the people have. Yeah. One of the main concerns I have myself, Pat, is that, is that rural settlements or any settlement in the county that don't have the proper infrastructure, unfortunately, the land the zoned at the moment in them, in them developments is going to be de-zoned. So unfortunately we won't be able to build any small development development of houses yeah. in those, in those uh, settlements, which is disappointing. I've been look, looking for a developer-led infrastructure push in place, but unfortunately the department, Irish Water, and our own local authority are not really in favour of this yeah. because we're probably all well aware of what has happened in the past where private treatment units have been put in place mm. because the maintenance of them and yeah. the upgrading of them and yeah. someone take them over is the problem. Yeah, yeah. The council probably needs to take them over. Well, we, see, unfortunately, it's not an issue for the council, it's an issue for Irish Water. So it's out of the hands of the council. Yeah. Yeah. But they are some of the reasons, some of the concerns. The other yeah. concerns then is where you have the infrastructure you're only allowed to build so many so units units of yeah. the lifetime of the next county development plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the urban areas seem to be getting more of the population moved into those areas and the rural areas seem to be suffering here a bit. Yeah. That's my belief in it. Again, we'll have to wait and see what submissions come in. We will be trying to do, as I say, our level best to put the best possible county development plan in place for the people of this county and hopefully we'll be able to get a successful one and all working together we'll be able to achieve some of the concerns this year at the moment. And George, just for, for our listeners, where, where will people, um, with the, in, the, in the libraries, the, the county development plan is available? Yes, Pat, it's in the libraries and it's also on the council website. Oh, it is online? It is online. It's oh, yeah. online. The oh, full yeah, so draft is online yeah, and also in the libraries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd urge people to... You know, to go and look at it and maybe have a look at it, anyone that has concerns in any villages and well, not to be coming back saying, look, we didn't know about it. So okay. we're, 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 we're trying to get the, the word out there. That, that, well, uh, well, well that, that, that is important, Pat. Right. And again, I would look at the draft, there's a lot of pages in it, I don't know, it's about 200 or 300 pages, almost up in 300 pages. But yeah. what I'd be saying is for community groups, 
and individuals look at your own area. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. every area, every vill- every settlement in the county is included, included in us. Yeah. Every village in the county is included in us, whether you've the yeah. infrastructure or not. So you can pick out your own area, see if you've concerns in that area, and if you have concerns, I'd be calling to make sure and have the submissions in yeah. by the 28th of March because they will not be accepted after that. So we've lots of time, but again, we all know don't leave things in the long finger because you can just run out of time or forget about them. Mm. We'll start early in the new year and see what submissions and concerns are out there and get them back to the council. Yeah, when we just go back to Tola for a minute there, Joe, as well, there's new, new housing developments there in Tola and I see the, the council are going, uh, going putting in uh, 18 is it, uh, social um, uh, units in Scarra for um, uh, apartments in Scarra, so that's, that's good development work as well around the, uh, East Clare. Yeah, look, there's uh, fantastic work going on in the town of Tolle at the moment as regards uh, no, no developments. And we're all well aware of the 25 local authority houses that's been built there, as yeah. we call it, the Pound Cross. Yeah. Uh, those will be hopefully will be ready for allocation come the month of May, yeah. which is welcome news. And again, we're well aware of the shortage of houses and it's going to be very welcome to the East Clare area. And I'd be hopeful a lot of people from the East Clare area would be able to get accommodation in these houses when they're ready come May, June. The, the, the other, then there's also private developments going on in Tuller as well. In, in, in Tuller, we're well aware of. There's a number of those private developments going on and we, we they're progressing. And again, look, it's great. Tuller has a excellent infrastructure. They have excellent committees and great clubs in Tuller. You'd like to the GA yeah. clubs, the athletic clubs, soccer clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic schools as we're well aware and a new secondary school which has already been built a few years and great work done at the national school so Tulla is really a viable town uh, fantastic facilities has the infrastructure and there'll be a lot more development going on in Tulla over the next number of years but it's great to see the way Tulla is developing yeah yeah it's marvellous taste and, it and, and you also mentioned about Scarab Pesh again yes there's, there is um, at the moment is we going to party it as regards uh, 18 apartments in the town of Scarif. And again, 18 apartments is going to be welcome news for the town of Scarif. As I've said already, houses are have to be got by yeah. to rent them and the families out there uh, working very hard to try and achieve putting a roof over their heads. Yeah. But not easy at time. Your income might be too low at one stage. Uh, to get on the local authority scheme, then you you might be in a position that you may not be able to get a loan to build your own house. So really to see these houses being developed is welcome news. Uh, we would have preferred if it was house, a housing scheme rather than apartments in Scarif. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately with budgets, um, apartments is all that can go there yeah, at the yeah, moment. That's yeah. what we have been told mm-hmm. by the council officials and by the direction back from the government. Yeah. So again, look at... It would be hopeful that these houses would start late 2022 and maybe early 2023 yeah, in yeah. Scarif also. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I suppose, Joe, we'll just go to the GA because we're all stuck in GA and you, you was chairman of the county board. And uh, a lot of the, the, the clubs in East Clare, we, we, the, the, they pulled off championships this year. The likes of Smith O'Brien's are now going to learn. You heard Bedike winning a Journal C and you heard uh, Scarif winning a uh, yeah, Journal C for Bedike and Journal B for Scarif. It's yeah. great to see the East Clare clubs uh, uh, winning championships around and we, we, we like to see them going back to our, our side of the country. Exactly, Pat. Look, first of all, I must say, 
what clubs in this county have achieved alone with their facilities, upgrading their facilities, their pitches and that, I just cannot believe it. It's simply fantastic. And it's great to have these facilities for the young people in the different parishes throughout the whole county. But in East Clare, fantastic work has been done. We see the works that have been done above in the North Stand in Tullard. We see down in Bradford where they've fantastic work done. Scarif, mm. Whitegate... Kilkishan, I can mm. go around and name different areas, different more, yeah. and it's actually a pleasure to walk in and see the standard of the facilities they have. And like what you said, rightly so, um, the standard of Holland, I my, my believe, is in East Clare over the last number of years, has come up a lot. And you did hit the nail on the head when you said Smith O'Brien's won the Intermediate Championship, O'Gunnalo won the Junior A Championship, uh, Scarif won the Junior B Championship, and Bodike won the Junior C Championship. That was some achievement for four East Clare clubs. And in fairness to Smith O'Brien's and O'Gunnalow went on to Munster Club and fared out very well in Munster Club. Mm-hmm. Um, Smith O'Brien's were unfortunate to lose out to the Watford champions the first day in Innes. Again, probably that they'll be disappointed they lost, but unfortunately lost by a pint or two. O'Gunnalow really, really set the, the, set, uh, done fantastic work in the Munster competition. They won their first game, a great game, played below on Six Mile Bridge. Win takes the time in the semi-final, but just came short for a finish-up. But they can be very proud of their achievements in 2021. And again, look at, we have some senior, fantastic senior teams in East Clare as well at the moment. My belief is Holland has gone very strong in East Clare. And again, you have the likes of Fetal, you have the likes of uh, Scarif, who really Mm were tremendous at the senior championship this year. White Gate... Clubs like that, simply fantastic club. I want club here about yeah. Callahan's Mills. Maybe didn't fare out as well this year as we did last year. We got to the county final. Unfortunately, got into a group of five this year, a very tough group, and was unfortunate to lose a number of matches by pint and two pints and three pints, whatever the case may be. But that's the joys of it. You have to keep the show on the road. But overall, GA is very, very strong in the East Clare area and in the county. Yeah. So I suppose uh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish up with that for now. And... Uh, from everybody in Scarif Bay Community Radio, I wish you, uh, yourself, uh, Joe and Teresa and the lads uh, a very happy Christmas and uh, New Year. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk to you again maybe in later on the New Year. Okay, Pat, and I'd like to wish uh, all our listeners a very, very happy Christmas and hopefully everything will go well for people. And again, look at the serious concern about the COVID-19 at the moment. It's a serious pandemic, but hopefully, hopefully everyone will keep safe and we'll avoid it and we'll be able to move forward in 2022. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. No, thanks, Joe. You have been listening to News Extra on Scarfay Community Radio. Join us again next weekend and we'll keep you updated on the local events. This is Ursula Hogan for Scarf Bay Community Radio. Mm-hmm.